I'm so glad you've joined us. My name is Sharon Feckety, the host of the Broken Road to Mental Health podcast. So we are all on this broken road together, everybody. We are under construction and we're going to go through this together. One of the reasons I decided to create this podcast was because the only way to normalize this conversation about mental health is continue to have it. So you will be hearing from some very special people on this podcast, people that have lost loved ones to suicide or overdose, uh, mental health professionals, people that are trudging the road through recovery right now as we speak, people that are on the other side and offering tips to all of us that are still under construction. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today on my um, favorite holiday, Patty's Day. And so just so we're clear, that's with two Ds, not two Ts. So happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you. Um, I know I'm not wearing my green today if you're watching this, um, but I'm recording this. So on the day of Patty's Day, no, I'll be wearing my green. Today, um, I thought it was very important considering where my family of origin is from, that I would talk to you about the families touched by suicide and touched by addiction, overdose and beyond. Because um, my entire family is from Ireland originally. We uh, immigrated over to New York, not all of them but a lot of my family, a lot are still in Ireland. And um, I'm very proud. I'm a very, very proud Irish recovering alcoholic and drug addict. So I wanted to talk to the families today. I, I definitely was inspired by it being St. Patrick's Day when this is aired because um, if it wasn't for the love of my family, I uh, for sure would not be able to do this show for you today. And um, beyond it being this day of Patty's Day where we celebrate the Irish, sober in my world, I was on a clubhouse yesterday. So I talk a lot recently about this app called Clubhouse because I really think it is so great for the community um, of sobriety, people in recovery. There are all of these rooms in Clubhouse. And if you're not familiar with Clubhouse, I just highly recommend that you check it out. And you can only use it right now if you have an iPhone. So sorry, Android users. I'm sure that will shift eventually. But for now, in this um, app called Clubhouse, it's an audio app and people host rooms. And yesterday, I joined a room um, that for parents that are suffering because of their children's addiction, alcoholism, depression, and beyond. So I joined and I always join to, to listen because I'm always interested in what people are saying. I'm very interested, of course, in the families and how they navigate through somebody's addiction, a loved one a child, a brother, a mother, a father, an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, a friend. And I really got to hear some amazing words of wisdom and a lot of pain, a lot of pain. 
The gentleman that was hosting, ironically, is also from Long Island, New York. That's just serendipity. And um, when he was sharing about his son, who is in a rehab facility right now, and this conversation came up um, about enabling and about somebody reaching their bottom and letting your loved one go so they can get to a place where they get sober. So I just wanted to share some of my thoughts surrounding this. I wrote a chapter, it's chapter 12 in my book, The Broken Road to Mental Health and Life and in Business to the families, which is what this podcast show is about today. Because really it was a great inspiration for me to write the book because of all of the families that I knew were suffering from either a loss or going through their children's addiction, alcoholism, and so forth. So what I was hearing in Clubhouse yesterday uh, of this gentleman who had this son, who's in a rehab, a long-term facility, other people in, in this space were giving him some feedback. He asked me to become a moderator, which was very nice, and I did, because I thought as somebody who was a sober person, I could give a different perspective on how to help these parents, to help these family members. Um, one person in the room had just lost her cousin to an overdose. Um, so there was a lot of pain going on in this room, but it was such a great resource for everybody to come together and have an open conversation. So I was asked about when we should stop enabling somebody. And you know, I'm gonna say that throughout my recovery journey, my mind has changed a lot. And I have learned so many things, listening to others, watching what people go through. Um, 26 years of being sober affords you an opportunity to witness some really high bottoms and some really low bottoms. I would consider myself a very low bottom drunk alcoholic, drug addict. And it's very obvious if you read my book or you listen to it on Audible, which of course I prefer, anything Audible. Um, blacking out and moving to another state when you're 19 years old and staying there for a few years is, is a, a low bottom. But I had many, many bottoms before that. Um, many. First rehab, certainly a bottom when I was 18. Another one when I was 19, going to jail, ending up in a halfway house, hurting my family over and over and over again, endless, countless bottoms. But it wasn't until I was ready that I got sober. Now, as I mentioned, this question of enabling and when does it actually work? From my experience, and my parents and I have had this discussion before, and my mom has said it on camera on this show, that until the day that she realized she had to let me go and put me in God's hands was the day that she was going to be able to heal herself. And her letting go of me did offer this opportunity of this really rocketed dimension of uh, just horrific bottoms, like through and through. There were so, so, so many. And I had nobody to fall back on. I knew my parents were there. I knew they hadn't given up on me. And I knew when I made that phone call when I was 21 and I was ready to come home 
and when I was ready to get sober, that they were going to be there. But they had already seen so many promises. They had already witnessed me saying I was going to stop. They had already witnessed me going through rehabs. So it's a, it's a cunning, baffling disease. We say that a lot in our 12-step recovery program. And that goes the same for the families. So when asked yesterday of just any feedback that I could give, because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a clinician, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychiatrist, this is obvious. I speak only from practical experience. I do believe the greatest, one of the greatest gifts that were given to me was the love of my family. The fact that they never did give up. They might've let me go so I could hit that bottom and they put me in God's hands, but they never gave up on me. And if you have the opportunity to be that soft spot to land for the loved ones in your life, be that space, you know? Um, and my family certainly was that soft spot that I needed to land on when I came home from Michigan. And there was no pressure put on me. The thing about what happened with my family and what I found was happening with some of the people I was listening to yesterday, the difference was that they were getting help. My parents were going to Family Anonymous and they were getting their own help consistently because they needed that support. They needed to hear from other people that they weren't alone. They needed to resist maybe trying to save me uh, when they thought that they should. And if it wasn't for Family Anonymous, and they will tell you this today because they've said it before themselves, they don't, they don't know if they would have been able to make it through. Even the help that they got in their own marriage because when you have a child who is addicted or who is suffering from a mental illness, it affects the entire family. It does not just affect the addict, the alcoholic, or the person suffering from mental illness. The absolute powerlessness that my family must have felt to watch me go through this, knowing that they had to put me in a power greater than themselves hands, certainly is not an easy task, but that's for sure how we all got through it together. Um, me getting the help of um, my 12-step recovery group, my psychiatrist, I was on medication, I've said this many times before, um, with, with every time I tried to get sober came depression, knocking on that door, and, it, and the last time it, it stayed a lot longer than I wanted it to. And if it wasn't for this outside help and the love of my family and my 12-step recovery program and my psychiatrist and Ben Figueres, who is my therapist, my dad's EAP counselor, I would not have made it. I know that. But certainly this, this higher power was there throughout. And um, I think that there's a lot of resistance in talking about some greater force that um, you have to believe in. But I know for sure that there is one in my life. I don't have any qualms about saying that because um, I'm a miracle, a, a flat out miracle. And anytime I get to talk about my addiction. Welcome. 
We interrupt this awesome podcast to tell you about our sponsor, Thai Technology. They are a voice over IP phone company with superior voice services to businesses across the United States. So get this, Thai Technology only takes on referral customers. What does that mean? Their entire client roster is filled with satisfied customers. So why do I love them so much? Because they're the very best when it comes to excellence in customer services. So they're local here in Tampa Bay, but that doesn't mean that they can't service your amazing organization. If you mention this podcast to Thai Technology, you will get the first three months for free. So don't forget to mention the broken road to mental health in life and in business. Thanks for listening. Or my sobriety, I am brought back to that place where I should have been dead so many times. So these, this idea of a bottom, right, is so different for everybody. There's a lot of people that have very high bottom, some that have low, and some are, are so bad that it takes their life. You know, some people are just never going to be ready to, to get it or want it. And then there's this horrible opioid crisis that we're all in the middle of right now that is just tearing families apart. And it is um, certainly a crisis. And I think that today I know more about these um, opportunities that people have that are suffering. Like I would have never thought a good idea to be on methadone, but who the hell am I to say? I never did heroin. But you know, I didn't know, so I would make judgments. I would say, oh my God, you know, it's like switching one drug for another. Well, it actually can save somebody's life. So it's the same thing with Suboxone and there's a lot of other um, alternative uh, resources that people have now to help somebody who has a disease. It's very hard for people to look at us alcoholics and drug addicts like somebody that has a disease because it's not physical. You can't see my addiction by looking at me, by looking into my eyes. Well, unless I was high, then you'd really see it. Or drunk. You might, you, you might certainly see it or hear it. But it's not treated like any other disease. You know, I'm sure that you've heard the comparisons of like, you know, if we only treated people that had alcoholism or mental illness or addiction, like we did with people who had cancer. We, we pour into them. We, we tell them we love them. Anything that we can do to help. If only, if only, if only. We're still working towards that. Um, I have had the great blessing of having this disease arrested in my system. I am a recovered alcoholic and drug addict. I still do the work. I will never stop doing the work. Um, I just do my best to be better every day if I can. And a lot of times I fall short, but I certainly see a lot of people that have loved ones that are suffering and it is affecting not only their relationships, maybe with their spouse, but with their other children or at their jobs, them thinking that they don't need to get the help themselves on how to navigate through this. So. I'm going to recommend a few things for you, if you don't mind today. If you have somebody in your life that is suffering through the pains of depression, of mental illness, of bipolar, of anxiety, of addiction, of alcoholism, whatever you, whatever the flavor of mental illness it is, there is help 
out there for you. And I highly recommend you start thinking about focusing on you versus focusing on that addict or alcoholic because you have to get that help to know how to handle these situations which used to baffle us. So they're no longer baffling anymore because I know of this outside help. So number one, of course, Family Anonymous, Al-Anon, Alateen, Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, Naranon, uh, Overeaters Anonymous, Gamblers Anonymous, all free and all available to you today online via Zoom. Just type it in to the old Google. You can join something today and just be a witness. Just listen or watch what people are doing on these Zoom meetings. Join an open meeting so you can start feeling like, oh my God, I am not alone. I am not alone in this. There are so many other people going through the same thing. That identification that you have with somebody else can be such a wonderful resource for your own healing. All of my modern recommendations are following different podcasts. Number one, The Last Day. Opioid addiction is covered, um, opioid overdose, um, suicide, suicide prevention, stories of real people and real resources that can really help you. Just listen, just listening to what somebody else is going through. I gave this recommendation yesterday. This woman that had just lost her cousin from suicide was so happy that I said it because she loves listening to podcasts and she didn't know that that was out there. The Hilarious World of Depression. My dog is growling. Um, another amazing podcast that is out there with stories from comedians that have all suffered from alcoholism, addiction, anxiety, bipolar, depression, and the reason they call it Hilarious World of Depression is because there's a lot of comedians and of course they're funny, they're hilarious, but there is a, a deep darkness to, to some of them as we know as we've lost so many. I don't even wanna start naming because there's too many. Um, the book Lost Connections. I will say this till the end of time. Lost Connections is really, really incredible. And I have a new book to recommend today, which I'm so happy to share with you. It is called Sway, Matthew Bacci. So this is the gentleman that I had on the podcast show last week. I met him in Clubhouse. And he came and he shared his story. Uh, he lost his dad in 9-11. And he also suffered some severe sexual trauma post losing his father in 9-11 by a family member. And then of course, went through this unbelievable trauma of addiction and um, alcoholism. And he is doing very well today and recovering. And I think when people can listen or read or hear stories of hope, it is such a great resource. So to the, and it's available on Audible, as is my book. But to people, to the families, of the addicts, of, of the ones that are suffering out there today with mental illness. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. There's no sense in even blaming yourself. This is an illness. It's considered a disease, alcoholism. 
There's a reason why the American Medical Association has labeled it a disease and allows the insurance companies to reimburse rehabilitation centers, therapy, and beyond. Because it's a mental illness and it's, um, it's something that we really all need to pay some attention to. I had the great pleasure of interviewing the um, sheriff of the Pinellas County Police Department here in Tampa Bay um, with this other uh, show that I'm involved in, Amplify Clearwater. And they have made such great strides in talking about mental health, having new task forces, um, having open conversations, because as I say, almost so much that I'm sick of saying it anymore, really the only way to remove the stigma of mental health and addiction is to continue to have conversation about it. That's really the only way to normalize it is to speak up and speak out and share your story and, and be vulnerable and communicate. If you're suffering today, you have to communicate that to somebody else. There has to be somebody that you can trust. And if not, there are so many anonymous resources out there for you, like NAMI and the Tampa Bay Crisis Center. We just recently interviewed the CEO, Clara Reynolds, last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, it doesn't matter. You can find it on the podcast. You can find it on the Facebook show. I just want everybody to, uh, to keep talking about it. I had the, another great pleasure of speaking for Franklin Templeton about mental health in the workplace last week. I'm so proud of Franklin Templeton. This is the second year that they've had me and to offer a space to share identification, a story that could resonate with somebody out there in the audience really the best thing. Uh, I'm able to, I'm going to speak at a Rotary Club next week about mental health in the workplace. There's much opportunity, but there is much opportunity in business as well. I do believe that the, a great way to reach more people is to have open conversations about our mental health in the workplace. So to, uh, to stay on task about the families that are affected, I hope you will consider reaching out to something anonymous out there. There's so many programs, just type that into your Google. Maybe start listening to some of the podcasts I mentioned. Russell Brand did a great book. You can find it on Audible or in print like this one about recovery. Uh, his book is called Recovery and it's a real normal walk through the 12 steps. And um, I don't want anybody out there to ever think that I think that the 12 steps of alcoholics or narcotics anonymous are the only way to get well. I think that there are many wonderful ways. The only thing that matters is that you reach out and try to get help, if not for yourself, but for somebody else. If you have somebody in your life that you love and you care about, try listening to other conversations right now in anonymous programs, asking the questions that you might be afraid to ask it could save a life. It truly could. So thank you for joining me today. I wish you nothing but healing and peace and serenity, especially through these challenging times that we are all in as a globe. But I hope that you talk about it with somebody else because you're not alone, nor will you ever be. Thank you for joining.
Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. T-I-E Technology. Check them out. Thank you.